Welcome to the Strive for More podcast. My name is Jared Hendry and I'm the founder of Strive. We're a group of young entrepreneurs that you've probably never heard of. In our weekly meetings, we share keystone habits that can change the lives of the other entrepreneurs in the group. And now I want to share those habits with you. Each week, you'll get access to what we call the teachable moment. And that focuses on improving the quality of our health, wealth, and relationships. Today, I'm fortunate to be joined on the Strive for More podcast by Femi Bode-George. Femi moved to Canada as a teenager from Nigeria. He completed a bachelor's in commerce degree with honors and a minor in economics from the University of Windsor. He also completed his master's of science in finance from the Bradford School of Management in England. Femi enjoys unique social events, so he started his own event business called Icarus Sound. He's currently the CEO at Icarus Sound, which curates social events and fills the gap of quality social gatherings missing in Calgary. In addition to running Icarus Sound, he has also started DJing these events and loves bringing people together with music at the center of what he does. Femi, thank you so much for joining us today, and let's jump right in. Absolutely. It's my pleasure. It's my pleasure, Jared. Thank you. So, my friend, can you tell us a bit about your background? So, just for example, how old were you when you came here, and what prompted that move for you or your family? Well, I moved to Canada at the age of 17. This was uh, about 2005, I believe. I was turning 18 at the time. And uh, my brother had moved the year before previously for the same reason. So, um, it was it was was pretty awesome. It was a fantastic opportunity to move to Canada, I mean, especially for, for higher education. Do you remember any of the challenges when you initially moved here? I picture, you know, Nigeria, <laughs> Nigeria and Ontario yeah. literally being opposite ends of the world. Pretty much. Yes. It's, it's about, it takes about 24 hours to, to get here. What kind of challenges did you have when you first came here? <laughs> Definitely winter. My first winter, I would never forget that. It was it was uh, it was brutally cold. I had moved in September, so in the fall, so probably about three four months after that, I experienced winter for the first time. It was exciting at first, but afterwards, like oh my god, it's it's really cold. You need to dress warm, which which takes some learning, you know, how to dress appropriately for winter time. Yeah, that that I would say was probably my my first biggest challenge. I I attended a school in Hamilton, Ontario, that it was, it's, it's like in between high school and university. So essentially gets you used to the Canadian um, system of teaching, you know, and it it was, it was fantastic. It was a, it it made things a lot more easier. So by the time I I got to university, it was just, I had already, essentially I have uh, an OSSD from that school called Columbia International College. It's actually a high school, technically, you know, so and that really made things, you know, adapting, settling to the system a lot easier. What kind of differences do you notice? Did you notice at that time? Do you remember? If I look back, definitely the, the way the entire system is completely different. It's it's very different. So I, I have a lot of friends who who went directly from from high school in Nigeria to university and yes, there is a huge, you know, learning curve of how things are thought in the Canadian system versus the Nigerian system. I want to, I, I really admire somebody that is able to move literally across the world. 
and then complete the degree that you did. That was not an easy degree. And um, you've you. obviously gone, you've obviously gone on to do other things after that, including your master's yes. in, in finance. So I just want to kind of turn to your current work for a quick bit here. Can you tell us what field you're currently in and what's your role with that firm? Absolutely. So I currently work in the financial industry, corporate foreign exchange risk management to be exact. So um, I work with Encore FX and uh, what we do myself and my team is we work with Canadian businesses that uh, they deal internationally and they have foreign exchange exposure as part of their business process. So we work closely with our clients to help them mitigate that risk they're exposed to in the currency markets and also try to help them boost their profit margins that are related to those exposures and the effects. That sounds really complex. Um, <laughs> what, one of my interests yes. in this podcast is to see how people have transitioned from their nine to five jobs and then taking the leap to actually start their own thing. Um, so the question that I have for you is, in your case, you've started an events company that's called Icarus yes. Sound. And I'd I just want to find out where did that idea even come from? Well, to be honest, I, I personally enjoy social events, you know, going out for something unique, a unique experience, you know, with my friends or meeting new people. And I've, I went, I've been out to quite a number here in Calgary and elsewhere in Toronto, maybe London, England, all around the world. Right. And I just felt that, Calgary was was lacking a bit in creativity, you know. So I just said, you know what? Let's just let's give it a shot. Let's try it out. There's nothing to lose by trying it out. And if it if it works, then you could turn it to something else, you know, and just keep growing from it. So that's how essentially I got into it. So what you did was you identified a need in the market, and then you came up with a product that served that need. Precisely. Do you remember? Do you remember how? What, where were you when that idea came to you? Were you in an event and you said, wow, I should really do this for myself? Or was it a conversation with a friend? Uh, it's, it's, it's actually been in the works for a while. So I have a very good DJ friend of mine. Uh, he goes by D-Max here in, in Calgary. And we've been chatting about this for probably maybe three years. You know, and you know, we, we've been talking about like, okay, is it possible for us to maybe have a daytime event? you know, on a Sunday and find a location where we could have this. And we've been trying to put one together for quite a while. And, you know, the opportunity hit me. At, this was probably two years ago at Broken City. They have an event on Tuesdays called Versions. And it's mostly dance and house music, you know, and it's every Tuesday. And I was just sitting there and I looked at it, I'm like, oh, my God, this is it. We can totally do something like this, you know, and, you know, Right from there, I called my friend right away and he, he shows up and we, we met with some people there and just decided to put it together. Very cool. I love the courage to start something new. It's not oh, an easy absolutely. thing to do. So with Icarus Sound, how many events have you done? Till date, uh, probably about 15 plus events. So essentially one a month on average. And any, any idea roughly on how many guests you've served? Absolutely. It ranges between 100 and 300 people. Through so rough, the roughly 3,000? Thereabout. Yeah. Uh, where, do you plan on taking, where do you plan on taking this in the future? As far, I want to take it as far as possible. 
that's a very yeah. good question. I really like that. As I want to take it as far as possible. You know, I want to grow it past the borders of Calgary because I feel like what uh, I have to offer can be replicated anywhere else, not just in Calgary. So when the opportunity does arise, it, I will take that chance. And any particular method that you would, have you thought about how you would actually take that to other cities, like a franchise model? Or would you right. be the one that was doing everything? Uh, right now, if, if the opportunity does arise, I'll probably have to do it as a partnership with someone who is in another city because they know their, they know what the people in that environment want best compared to me who is looking from the outside in. You know, so right. I, I feel you need to work with a local expert who knows exactly how things work in a certain region. And then you find out how those things can be improved on, essentially. I want to go back to when you started Icarus Sound. Did you, yes. did you have any doubts on whether or not to start the company? Or was it a simple, simple yes or no? It was a simple yes or no. It's, it's, it's like, okay, I have this opportunity in front of me. And I can get this space to make this thing happen. I don't see any reason why I should hesitate on this opportunity. Because if I didn't do it, someone else would. You know, I, I don't know if you've ever had this experience before where, you know, maybe you had an idea in mind, like a radical technological idea or something that you could think of. And then a, a few years later on, you see it on TV and like, oh, my God, I, I kind of predicted that would happen. You know, I just I mean, that happens to that happens so, to me all the time. Right. <laughs> I could imagine. I could imagine. I created yeah. I created Facebook and Instagram. And so. <laughs> If I'm going to get royalties, I'd like. <laughs> that would be amazing, wouldn't it? That would really be amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, you know, if, if you don't do it, someone else would. Someone else who has the, the tools to do the same exact thing that you can, it would make it happen. I love that. If yeah. just, to, just to bounce that back to you. The quote was, if you don't do it, someone else would. And I think it's so easy for those of us that want to start a business to say, I don't know how, I don't have those skills. I wouldn't even know where to start. And what we've learned at Strive is that entrepreneurship and business is hard and yes. it, it takes effort every day and nobody is perfect. We all make mistakes. Absolutely. But but the hardest step is just getting started and then everything after that becomes easy. And so it's if you're, story. if you're a listener out there thinking, should I start my business? Should I not? I would really advocate that you do because even for me, for example, and Femi, you're probably in the same spot where mm -hmm. I've learned so much just to this point that even if Strive was a total failure, even if Icarus Sound was a total failure, you've learned so much already Absolutely. through this process. You could start something else tomorrow. Exactly. You, you stop hesitating. You just make it happen. That is so true. That, that is absolutely true. Yes, I agree with you. So in that same vein, as you've started Icarus Sound, you're about a year into it now. Can you reflect on some of the learnings that you've had in that first year? Oh, yes, definitely. Um, dealing with people, people management, uh, it's, it's a huge thing, I, I believe. And my... Um, I believe my, my, my nine to five job really helps me out a lot in that because 
I have to deal with my clients all the time, you know, and I have to make sure that their needs are met. So is mine. So that filters into my event planning when I'm dealing with venues and knowing exactly what they need and what they themselves want to achieve. It's huge. If, if, if you're both not on the same page, then you can make, you can create something that would be seamless, you know, but if everyone's interests are aligned, then you can truly create magic. That's what I call it. (laughs) Yeah. And as I'm reflecting here on our conversation already, I think that a really important thing is a really important part of business is identifying a need in the market and then filling it. And you've already done that. And I think just learning that skill in and of itself is important if you were going to start something else in the future or if our listeners were going to start something in the future. Exactly. Absolutely. Absolutely. It is. It truly is. Uh, You know, I... I, No, no. Sorry, go on. Um, We know that a part of entrepreneurship is facing stumbling blocks. So what I'd like to know from you is what were some of the failures you've had founding the business? Uh, Probably for me, to be exact, is gauging gauging the interest in something you want to put together you know and you know the scale at which you start from you know i just wanted to just jump right into it and do the biggest thing ever you know so that that which was probably my my very second event because the space i used i got was was way too big for the crowd i was using at the time and i learned from that that's another great lesson that our listeners i think can learn from because it's so easy. I was just having this conversation today with another, um, with actually a Strive member. And, and we were speaking about how easy it is in business to get caught up with the shiny thing. So for example, like um, the true. new email marketing software that costs $2,000 a year, it's great to have, but are you at that stage in your business where that is actually necessary? When it's necessary. <laughs> exactly. As opposed to like you, getting a room that is for 2000 people and bringing in a hundred that's obviously doesn't contribute to the atmosphere very much like spending $2,000 on an email marketing software that you don't need is, is probably not the best idea. This is true. You have to, to know what your, your needs are and then work with them rather than, you know, thinking out where you should be six months where you might need that technology you know, but you could start with, with a small scale and grow it out, really test it out. You know? Yeah. So I definitely agree with that. Yeah. Make sure you test your model. I think that's so important. Test your model, model testing. Yeah. Absolutely. I want to transition to you as the entrepreneur now, because I think there's a lot that we can learn from those people that have taken the steps to become entrepreneurs. What kind of routines do you personally have? Anything that you do differently than other entrepreneurs that maybe gets you in the zone? Um, or how do you improve your productivity? So around the time when I started Icarus Sound, I started practicing yin yoga. It's a very mild form of yoga. Essentially, it's more stretching. You know? And I, I find when I practice yin, I really, really get to clarify my thoughts in my head. The ideas I have become a lot more clear to me. Essentially, I'm meditating. So I use my my yoga practice as a meditation session, essentially. And it's it's been amazing. Literally every time I I come out of, of the yoga class, 
I, I could clearly see what my, my thoughts are in terms of imagination, in terms of what I want to put together. And I walk towards, towards that. You know, I put it down in writing and I really, really work towards it. You know, and studying Ikira Sound has, has really helped me see that, you know, if you can really imagine something, you can make it happen. You know, the things I've had in my mind and actually put it out there and it actually worked exactly the way or somewhat the way I expected it to. It's been, it's been pretty helpful, yes. So definitely yoga has been my secret. <laughs> it really has, yes. That's another commonality that I've seen across these guests that we've had so far. Everybody's brought up some kind of practice that allows them to separate their mind from the current stresses, whether that's meditation or exercise or yoga or getting into nature. And I think that everybody is going to have something different, but the root, the root is still the same. The root is taking your mind off of your current reality and giving yourself a break. And, yes. and I definitely, that's an area that I need to get better in my own life. And I, I wonder how other people that are listening would feel about that as well. Any advice that you'd have for those young entrepreneurs out there, or maybe folks that have a nine to five, but they're looking to get into their own thing? Absolutely. Um, one thing I'll say is definitely when, when an opportunity arises and you know for a fact that you, you can sense the opportunity, like, oh, wow, you are, you're at a crossroads here. I think I should take action. Do not hesitate. Do not hesitate because you, that opportunity might never come again. You know, and life is life is a very, very, very short thing. You know, it's very short. And I, I truly would advise everyone to take every single opportunity they have to achieve their goals and dreams. Yeah, that's a great sentiment. And I think people sometimes miss opportunity in part because there's a quote from Teddy Roosevelt, I think, that says, people miss opportunity because it's disguised wearing overalls that look like hard work. <laughs> and so that's the, hard, that, that's, that's amazing. the hard part. I like that. I like that's that. the hard part about opportunity is that you really have to work hard just like you've done, um, which is very admirable. What's the best book you've read recently on entrepreneurship? Yes. So earlier this year, you wouldn't believe it for the first time I actually got to read, uh, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon mm -hmm. Hill. And that book had a huge impact on me in terms of, you know, getting that burning desire to achieve your goals and dreams. You know, I, 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 for some reason, I had been putting away reading that book for years. And I finally picked it up and read it. And it really blew my mind. Any lessons? Yes, absolutely. Having, having that burning desire for what you want to achieve you know when you when you have that drive to achieve it the universe literally aligns for you i find it's it's a weird thing but i truly believe i truly truly believe that you know when 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 you can really really clarify so that's why you really need to have a clear thought of what you want to achieve in the first place one thing that probably the biggest lesson that i've realized in the last year is that the mind is so malleable. So just to give an example of that, yeah, it really is. And I thought that you were kind of stuck with what you had. But what I've come to realize, for example, there's something called the alter ego effect, which is 
if you have something that is always bothering you, for example, I'm terrified of heights. Okay. Um, and, and I climb mm-hmm. all the time, but I'm still terrified of heights. And <laughs> it's embarrassing and it holds me back and it's an awful fear. And I'm not advocating this for everyone, but in my own life, this has worked where, and just recently where I come up with an alter ego. So I think of somebody that in, has those traits already. So maybe a professional rock climber that I want to emulate. Okay. And then I think about myself as that person. And it's another important thing. To, that's yeah. Amazing. So that's step one. The second step is that you need something called a totem. And a totem is just a physical representation of what you're trying to create. So maybe that's your rock climbing shoes, for example, whenever you put on your rock climbing shoes, you feel like that person you're envisioning. And then the third step is you need an enemy. So you just like Superman has an enemy to fight, you need to create an enemy. And so in the rock climbing scenario, maybe that's the wimpy version of myself that hates heights. And so actually coming up with a name for that person that hates heights so that you can say, I am this person today, I'm my, I'm my alter ego who is, let's just call him Jim. And Jim puts on his rock climbing shoes and feels like Jim. And he goes out to battle wimpy Jared. And if you think like that, what happens over time is that the neurons start to, um, more myelin gets deposited on those. And so you're actually able to change your brain chemistry by doing that. And I've noticed a huge improvement in my own life. There's a great, there's a great book on the topic. I think it's called the alter ego effect. If the alter ego, yeah, and I can, that's awesome. I'll also reference both of those books, the alter ego effect and think and grow rich in the show notes. If folks want to, to tune into those, can you tell us what the most important thing is that you've learned in the last year that maybe can massively impact our listeners? Absolutely. The past year is, don't limit how far you want to grow. You know, there's always that sense of, oh, I can't do this. I don't think I'll ever get that big. You know, whenever my friends say that, I'm like, not now, but probably someday, yes, if you work hard at it, you will get there. You know, so I have a, I have a post-it on my window here. And last year I said, dream big. This year I changed it to dream bigger. So I, I'm going to need another one for next year. You know, so it's 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 huge, you know, and, and, and how scale or, or size of, of your imagination where you really want to take it. You're gonna have to change that quote to dream biggest, I think. Yeah. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, someone suggested a friend suggested to me is um to put dream gigantic. Dream <laughs> so, huge. So it might be yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's right in front of me. That's right excellent. Now every morning yeah it's fantastic to finish up here don't limit your dreams no sorry just to, just to finish up here each week one person in the strive group has the opportunity to share what he believes is holding him back from achieving even higher levels of success and that takes a lot of honesty and vulnerability it also takes you looking inward at yourself uh, it also takes trust in in everybody else in the group and so it's a very neat thing and it leads to a lot of benefits. So with that said, I want to finish off with one last question. And in order to answer the question, you're going to have to be vulnerable here. What do you, Femi, think is holding you back from even higher levels of success right now? I feel for most people and myself, you can never have enough discipline to achieve your goals. 
you know, there's constantly, you know, things I know I, I need to improve on and I can improve on. And discipline is freedom. You know, if, if you can really align yourself and make sure you're hitting those targets every time, or at least working towards them every time, bit by bit, you will hit all your goals. So definitely, you know, that, that sense of, of having to be a bit more disciplined, especially going into 2020, that's, that's a huge one for me, for sure. Femi, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us today. I really I really enjoyed our conversation and I'm really grateful that you're interested in sitting down for the folks listening. If you want to find Femi, you can find him on Instagram at Icarus sound with only one S or Facebook at Icarus sound. Also keep a lookout for his website, which is launching this week at Icarussound.com. That has two S's. Femi, thank you. Thank you so much. I really appreciate this. Thank you. Awesome. If you know someone that started a business and you think is someone that is a really high performer, then I would love to have the chance to sit down and interview them as well. If you know someone like that, reach out to us on Instagram at Strive Accelerator or email us at striveyyc at gmail.com. And if you like the content from the podcast, then please subscribe. You can also follow us on Instagram at Strive Accelerator. I hope you enjoyed this episode and hopefully you got some lessons from this that you can apply to your own health, wealth, or relationships. I created this podcast to help myself learn from those that came before me. And now I want to pass these lessons on to you to hopefully help you on your journey. Please know that I've got your back and the world needs you to go out there and create, innovate, and iterate. If you like this content, then please subscribe and continue listening for our weekly episodes. 